0: is a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This yes. is yes. the Players' Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs.
1: All right, everybody, it's Thursday, week number two of the NFL season coming your way. I'm Newey Scruggs, long-time Cowboys reporter, joined by my man Barry Church. All right, Church, um, Cowboys face the Atlanta Falcons. This is going to be the Cowboys' initial home opener. There will be fans in the stands. And here's a question we got to ask right out of the gate. Is this a must-win? Because if you lose, you're 0-2. If you win, you're 1-1.
2: Man, that's that's a tough question, man. It is it a must win. I mean, it's only the second week of the season. Um so I mean right. it's it, but I'm going to lean towards yes. And 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 here's why. I mean, i just think this this defense and this offense they they're both disappointed in how they performed in week one i mean I, I think we can all say that they're both disappointed i think the offense didn't put up as many points or many jars they wanted to and the defense they just played pretty much off balance all week one so i think it's a bounce back game for for both of those um both of those units but being as it it's only the weeks two and if you look at our division i mean they haven't fared that well so far i mean the eagles lost the uh, Um, Philly lost, and then I don't think anybody trusts in Washington long, long term, even though they did win week one. So the division, I think, is still up for grabs. But for confidence wise and just going forward with momentum, I think this is definitely has to be a bounce back game. It has to be a, a momentum shifting type game. It has to be a confidence building type game. I mean, if we go out there and we go up there and lay an egg offensively with all this talent, all the, I mean, throughout the whole offseason, that's all we heard was we have so much talent. We got, you know, Dak is, he's reports of, of Dak getting uh, mentioned for MVP. And then we got all this talent we added on defense. So I just think this has to be a must win. As far as confidence and momentum, momentum building, because this this offense has the capabilities of being one of the top five offenses in the National Football League. But we got to start playing like it, and I think we got to get more creative when it comes to play calling. Now, defensively, we got everything set. I believe in tune. A couple things here and there, just to get that pass rush going, and we got to stop the run. But offensively, I think we got to go out there have a huge game, and I'm gonna lean towards yes, saying that this is a a must-win game, even though it's only week two in the National Football League.
1: All right, Church, for me, I, I want to touch on something that Mike McCarthy said before at today's press conference, which is to go where you want to go, you've got to win your home games and this is the Cowboys' first home game. Mike McCarthy's pretty good at AT AT&T Stadium. He's won a playoff game, their divisional playoff game, Uh, and he's also won a Super Bowl at this very stadium. So Mike McCarthy has has some success in this building, but they've got to win because you need to protect the house. I mean, that's as simple as it gets, Barry. You played for the Cowboys. You know what it's about, winning at home. There will be some fans. McCarthy said at 25% capacity, and coming off this Rams game, to me, not only do you have to win it, but next week you gotta go to Seattle. I mean, we're talking about a team that if you lose this game, you could be 0-3. If you win this game, you could be one and two. I mean, these are scenarios that are real for the Cowboys. And if you're trying to get where you want to go, you gotta start winning your games at home. And they can talk all day long about cleaning up things, but they need to leave Sunday with a W in their pocket. So I am going to call this a must-win from the standpoint of you can't fall behind. You know, zero and two, and maybe go zero and three.
2: And, and, and you're right about that. I even think about that. They have to go to Seattle next week, and then these are all three NFC opponents that they're facing. If they go down zero and three. It's not just, you know, 0-3 in the National Football League. It's the NFC. I mean, this is all playoff, you know, you're trying to position yourself for a playoff, and if you go, right. you know, it ends up being like a tiebreaker or anything like that, you look back at the first three games, those are three NFC op- three NFC opponents that you let, you know, slip by. So, you know what? I, you, you've convinced me. You've got me going in the right direction <laughs> that this this has to be a must-win because Seattle is It's just not going to get any easier with Seattle. We saw what they were capable of doing week one, so you don't want to go... Up up there, oh, oh, and two. So, I, I, you know what? You convinced me, new You got me thinking that this is a must-win game for McCarthy and the Cowboys.
1: They talk so much about. We looked at the tape. We saw some some things that we need to clean up here. Um, Barry, you played this game. Tell. Our audience, what goes into that when they talk about, hey, there's some mistakes that we had here, some pre-step things we weren't doing correctly, uh, guys not in position. How do they go about that? What's the teaching process and the practices like during a game week to look at last week's tape and how you get better off of it?
2: Well, for going back to my days as a, you know as a, a cowboy and a jaguar, I mean they're pretty much the same as you go out through any any team in the National Football League, especially coming off of a loss. Um, you go in, you got that. Some teams have Mondays off, some teams have Tuesdays off, but whichever day that you're in the facility that first day after a game. You're going into film. Whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, you're going into film study. And when I was with the Cowboys, we used to call it Garrett Vision because before you broke off to, you know, your defensive uh, meetings and your offensive meetings where you watched it as a group, you sat there as a whole team in front of the whole entire team and staff, and you were put on. There's these 10 plays, and five of them were good and five of them were bad. And Garrett, we called it Garrett Vision because he was be the one that breaks it down. And he, if you were a part of those bad plays, I'm telling you, You you did not want any parts of that because, I mean, you're pretty much getting embarrassed in front of the whole team. So the coaching, the head coach, they break it down for you that way and they pick out the five good. They pick out the five bad. Hopefully just to, to, to teach their teaching moments. They're trying to get teaching moments to to better correct the mental mistakes that were that were made out there. Now, once you break off and you break off in your offense and defensive meetings, Usually, you don't break off into your, you know, position groups. Like everybody pretty much stays the same. So when we were there, and that's when it really got, you know, it really got heated. If it was a, if it was a bad game, because the coaches they're, they're calling you out on everything, and, and they have to. I mean. Right. Everyone everyone has to be coachable when you get to this level. So it don't matter if you're Demarcus Lawrence or if you're you know, CJ Goodwin on special teams, you're gonna get coached the same. So when they break that film study down, the first thing they do is look at those mental mistakes. I mean, that's the first thing they point out. It's, you know, where were you aligned right here? Why didn't you go to this gap or why didn't you stunt to this gap? And whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, they're gonna break it down and they're gonna have you right afterwards. Now, once they break it down, they kind of you know, stash it away and they kind of say, you gotta forget about it until you know the next or they forget about it and get ready for the next week so um right now they're probably going through that process of you know breaking down film and all that good stuff and then oh no today's thursday so the, this is thursday this is a practice week so they're definitely working with a secondary and going over the passing scheme for atlanta which is probably extremely intensive because atlanta has one of the premier passing attacks in the national football league so today they're going over as a secondary going over the passing attack and uh, we'll see what they have in store for atlanta
1: all right, he's Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys. Safety, I'm Dewey Scruggs, and you are checking out the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. We are in our SWBC virtual, uh, SWBC uh, BC Mortgage uh, Home Studios virtually, not in studio yet. Uh, one of the things that I look at for the Cowboys in this game that I want to see them do offensively, Barry, is go deep. So went back, looked okay. at my notes here, and Atlanta gave up four plays of over 20-plus yards to the Seattle Seahawks and the Seahawks are rolling out DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think the Cowboys have three better receivers to go at mm-hmm. this, this Atlanta Falcons defense. And one of the corners for Atlanta is uh, AJ Terrell, who was taken before C.D. Lamb. So he's a rookie corner out of Clemson. And I'm just thinking if I'm Kellen Moore, if I'm Mike McCarthy, if I'm sitting here in the offensive room and I'm looking at this tape of the Atlanta Falcons and I'm saying to myself, OK, look, they're going to give up some big plays here. Let's attack. The Falcons are better up front. They're not as good in the back. And to me, that's where I feel like they've got to figure out a way to attack. I don't think they attacked enough of the Rams in terms of going deep. That one play that could have turned the whole game around to Michael Gallup was a deep pass. Why didn't we see more of that when the Cowboys took on the Rams? I want to see some more of that against the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons.
2: I would love to see more of that as well. I mean, I don't think they attacked um, the Rams vertically as much as I would have liked. But I mean, it was tough when you got, you know, Aaron Donald in there breathing down your neck, Michael Brockers. You got Floyd on the outside. I mean, the trenches were pretty much owned by the Rams that last game. So he didn't really have that much time to pretty go back, go through his progressions and let it rip. So hopefully this week um, we have a you know more stable uh, situation at the offensive line, and we're going against some, some ballers on the uh, Atlanta side of the ball too. I mean they got Dante Fowler, who I was a teammate with in Jacksonville. They got Tack McKinley, and especially Grady Jarrett on the inside. So. Um, I think they the, the the biggest thing with this offense, in my opinion, I think they have to establish dominance on the line of scrimmage, and I think that starts with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, we we, we love to see them take shots, and we love to see them keep this um, this defense off balance. But in my opinion, you, to do that, you have to start with the running, you have to own the trenches. If they can get that going, then I think they can take those deep shots down the field to C.D. Lamb, to Michael Gallup, to Amar, to Amari yep. Cooper. But I think but I think it starts in the trenches and. As it, it, like you said, with A.J. Terrell out there at that corner, I think, you know, he was a first round pick and he was a high pick. But I think we can take advantage of him on the outside. Like you said, they gave up multiple deep passes to the Seattle Seahawks last week. So hopefully we can replicate that that formula, replicate that game plan to go and uh, go and defeat the, the Atlanta Falcons. But let me ask you a, a question here. Nui: Do you believe our offensive line has what it takes to, to pretty much slow down that pass rush of the uh, Atlanta Falcons?
1: They're going to have to figure that out. I mean, this is this is what you got practice for, and you have to scheme up for it um, all week long. I think you got to look at some of the things that you didn't do enough of in, in the Rams game. And to me, just going back and looking at my notes, I looked at the Rams, 40 rushes for 153 yards, and they controlled the clock. Uh, the Rams had the ball for 11 minutes and 16 seconds longer. Going over here, look at the Cowboys' run game. You look at the numbers, and Barry, the numbers were pretty good. 27 rushes mm-hmm. for 136 yards. They averaged five yards a carry. They didn't have the ball enough to keep it going. So to me, you've got to actually get out here, run the football, and your 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 defense. Because it was a question you had asked before in the pre-show meeting: Who's got more pressure this week? To me, the Cowboy offense has more pressure because they have to carry the defense. How do you help the defense? It's by running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. Bucky Brooks was on the break earlier today on one of our Dallas Cowboys podcasts, and he spoke about how Seattle, in beating Atlanta, and they controlled that football game pretty much from go. They were using Chris Carson, and they were using that screen game to, to help out there, you know, help them out there. Let me go back here and let see my notes here. What we talked about was how... The swing routes to Chris Carter early, he said, got him going, and he thinks that the Cowboys need to go with that with Ezekiel Elliott. Chris Carson ended up scoring a, uh, I think, have a 13-yard touchdown uh, run yeah. on a screenplay. We know Ezekiel Elliott can catch the football. He had three catches in the Rams game here, and another thing Bucky talked about, which I believe is on point. He said you got to win first down to help your offense, especially your right tackle steal. So if you're not in third and longs, where you can allow Tack McKinley to rush off the edge, if you can control uh, Grady Jarrett up the middle, if you guys can win first down, then you got an opportunity to do a whole lot of things you want to do. Because, Barry, we saw the Ram game. Third downs for them were easy. Because they were Mm -hmm. so effective on first downs with the quick passes. And that just sets up a whole different kind of uh, play calling for Kellen Moore if he's dealing with third and shorts versus third and longs. And that's how you protect your tackle, your right tackle out here. And Grady Jarrett, we know he's going to be able to come up the middle. He's not Aaron Donald. Okay, nobody else in in the NFL is. But they've got to do a better (laughs) job of securing things up front
2: yeah I think I think that that would be a start in the great direction if they were to secure that interior part of that offensive line look we know Zach Martin's gonna do what he does I mean he's all pro he's you know probably going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. We know he's going to do his job. We know Tyron Smith's going to do his job on the left side. I think it just comes down to Joe Looney, Connor Williams, and what Brandon Steele's going to be able to do on the outside versus a Dante Fowler or versus a Tack McKinley on there to pretty much see what this offense is going to be able to do. Um, I would like to see just a little bit more creativity when it came to offensive play calling. Um, I felt like sometimes we were just too stagnant. We would come out in 11 personnel. Here's a slot. Here's the two receivers outside. I mean, I want to see some more, you know, a bunch, bunch, um, bunch situations, or stack the receivers. Just creative, different ways to get Amari Cooper the ball, or to switch up your offenses. You might run the same routes as you ran before, but just have them situated in a, in a different type of formation to catch the defense off guard. I just think we need to get a little bit more creative offensively. What's your takes on those?
1: You know, we could talk about creative things all day long here, but it comes down to execution. You know, you look about that fourth down play in which C.D. Lamb didn't go deep enough. Here, they got to. Some of the things you got to do is, is you know, not so much creativity, execute. And to me, they've got to keep the football. I mean, if we see, if it's one thing we know, and we've seen the past couple of years, is the offense has to protect the defense. And how do you do that Mm -hmm. by by making sure you are holding on to the football with some long drives here? Use the run game. So if they can do that, then I think they could be pretty doggone effective here um, I know people talk so much about pre-snap motions and if you heard Mike McCarthy's press conference today it was all about hey pre-snap this pre-snap that Barry, you played this game. They can try disguise things all day long, but if you can't execute the play, who gives a rip of who ran where? It looked like it was (laughs) going to be a direction there. You got to go out and execute. You can't have holding penalties. You can't get bull rushed. You you can't allow a guy like I mean, Aaron Donald was wrecking guys at the at the at the the line of scrimmage. Cowboys got to win up front. So so we can talk about moving people all day long, but if Grady Jarrett is busting Connor, Mc- Connor Williams, then that's going to be a problem here. So those things have got to get fixed, and um, we've we, we got to talk more about that. Hey, we have Will McClay join us on the Players' Lounge uh, yesterday, so let's hear from Will McClay next. For some of you folks out there that want a whole lot of changes on the offensive line group, we'll do that right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com next.
0: Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
3: A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating ID. care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more.
0: Back to the Players' Lounge. No, we believe in the people that we have and they have to improve what they're doing. We have to help them out with some of the things we're doing and with, it's like riding a bike. The first time you rode it, you might have skinned your knee the first time. Now the second time you got better. The third time you got better. We feel good about the group. No, it's not Lael Collins out there and some of the stuff, but these guys are paid to do do their jobs and that's what we expect to do. You can't just switch everything around. It's not fantasy football. You can't take a piece and put it into place and think that everything runs uh consistently from the beginning um you know it's just like you go into your job if you got somebody new working next to you you have to figure them out and you still have to do your job and that's what we're, that's where we're at right now and we feel better about it and we have to continue to do things to uh, uh, you know work to use our strengths to you know to the positive and, and overcome some of the negatives by doing some things that way schematically and that's what all our teams are going to have to do the teams that are wanting to know they're going to have problems next week and then everybody will be talking about them so it is a marathon not a sprint
1: All right, that's Cowboys player personnel director Will McClay. He is the man who gets the guys, Um, and Will's done a fantastic job here. Look, I know, Cowboy fan, you're frustrated right now because you've seen the injuries and you weren't happy with the Rams' loss. But everybody that's talking about trying to make these wholesale changes on the offensive line after one week, that's just not how you do it, okay? They've been working at training camp uh, all summer long here, and after one game in which you lose by three points, you don't just scrap the whole thing. Aaron Donald is a two-time NFL defensive player (laughs) of the year for a reason. This week, (laughs) when the Rams take on the Eagles, I think Cowboy fans are going to say, you know... Maybe they weren't as bad as we thought because the Eagles gave up eight sacks to Washington last week, and Aaron Donald could be a one man wrecking crew. You're checking out the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Cowboy safety uh, Barry Church, who got us Will McClay yesterday. And I, I just thought Will McClay tried to be the voice of reason here. When people talk about, well, move Connor Williams right out to right tackle, take Steele out of the game, put Joe <laughs> Looney in center, and put Connor McGovern in center, like, no, no, you can't go make all these changes, baby, no.
2: <laughs> you, you can't do it. I mean, and he broke it down. I think what he said was perfect. I mean, I think he broke it down perfectly for all the Monday morning GMs and all the Monday morning quarterbacks out there because I was one of them. I was one of those people that were like, man, what is going on? We need to move this guy here. We need to put this guy tackle or we need to be doing this. You you just can't do that. I mean, it's just frustrations. And if you and if you build upon your frustration, you're just compounding the problem. So we'll put it perfectly, man. You can't. This isn't fantasy football. This isn't where you can just go. Let me go pick up from this group over here and put him at tackle and and put him at guard and move him from center over here because he's a little bit heavier. You can't do that. I mean, these guys have been practicing at these positions. For what all of camp, for 30-some days, they've been gelling together to to become a very strong unit for this team. So you can't just say, let me move this guy to guard. He can probably play a little bit better over here. I mean, you can't just throw him out there, especially the first game of the season after that. I mean, you just can't do that. I think Will broke it down perfectly for us. This isn't fantasy football. This this offensive line has to gel together to be able— to perform at a high level and we're getting Lyle collins back in a couple weeks so all is not lost and like you said Nui, aaron donald is the premier pass rusher in the nfl he's probably going to go down in the hall of fame i think when they play eagles the next week like you say we'll see that the cowboys offensive line it struggled but it wasn't as bad as it looked Hey, 12
1: Cowboys Way brings high rise luxury apartment living within steps of the Dallas Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Providing luxury amenities, multiple floor plans, and unparalleled conveniences, 12 Cowboys Way is where the elite living meets exclusive access. Leasing's available now. Book your virtual in person tour at 12cowboysway.com. So I went back and, and was checking out Tank Lawrence here. And look. Okay. Barry, he's got to be better because when you take a $105 million contract, people are expecting results. Aaron Donald was a difference maker for the Los Angeles Rams. That's why they're paying him the big bucks around here. Tank Lawrence did not show up enough. He did lead the team with four quarterback hurries. He was credited with one solo tackle, two assists, so a grand total of three tackles. But that's not – you need more from Tank Lawrence, okay? I mean, that's about it. You need more from him. And he was asked uh, by the media what he could have done better in this game and how can he get better after that Rams loss. Here's Tank Lawrence yesterday. I always think I can play better, uh, especially coming out the game with the loss. I always try to, you know, critique myself on how I can get better and how I can uh, help my team be better. But uh, overall, playing the new defense, uh, new schematics of things, and uh, just looking back on the
2: game, I think I played decent. But uh, like I said, I always think I can get better.
1: All right, Church. So so my feeling is Tank Lawrence, he has to be better. I need more from Tank Lawrence on Sundays. I need Tank Lawrence to, to, to be the guy. I mean, we were yucking up, having some fun yesterday, joking about playoff P and Paul George not getting it done for the Clippers. <laughs> I mean,
2: and,
1: and this is what comes with When you take $105 million, okay, we have a right to sit up here and say, we need production. Um, I'm wearing this Dallas Stars cap here, and, you know, they paid Jamie Ben. A truckload of money, over 80 million bucks. And they came out, ownership came out and said, you know, early in the contract and said, What are you doing? We need to see a return on our investment. And right now, when you start looking at last year, five sacks for Tank Lawrence, and, and I know we're just starting to hear, but Tank Lawrence has got to be better. You can't be out here on the first play jumping outside. sides. He's got to rise to the level uh, of, of what you expected. And let's be honest here, Barry. The best defensive player they had on Sunday was a dude who hadn't played in five years in Alden Smith. What does that say? About a guy like Tank and other guys who've been with the Cowboys?
2: I mean, it, you're right. You, it's a, he's. He's got to step it up. I mean, with great pay like that comes great expectations, and and mm-hmm. right now he's just he's just not fulfilling those expectations right now. You hit the you hit the point right on the head. I mean, last year he's coming off of a five sack performance after getting that huge, 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 huge bag he got from the Dallas Cowboys, and now this year he start, he's starting. only one game. I'll give it to him. It's only one game, but he's starting off slow. He's just not having that impact that we thought he would have with the with his other counterparts right there. And you and you said it already, Alden. Smith, a guy who hasn't played in five years. Now, granted, when he was playing, he was one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL, but he came off a five-year hiatus, and he was the best defensive player we had on the Dallas Cowboys, not the guy that you're paying $20-some million a year to. So this is a guy that has to step up if he's seeing these double teams or if he's if the if the offense is starting to get the ball out too quick and not letting him use his pass rush abilities to get to the quarterback he has to find another way to affect the game if that's jumping up batting down passes if that's uh, playing great against a run i mean he has to do something to negate not being able to get to the quarterback and not being able to make those huge splash plays he has to find a way to help this defense out even if it's not creating a pass rush it's tackling it's batting passes down it's doing something creating more opportunities for his other d linemen taking up two offensive linemen it's just something that he has to do to step his game up because right now we're not seeing that that or the cowboys aren't seeing that return investment in their 120 some million dollar man so he's gonna have to step it up along with the rest to the defense but he's their main guy he's their main focal point of the defense he i mean he took on that bear he took on that responsibility when he took that humongous bag the cowboys gave him so um, he has to step his game up to uh, for the cowboys defense to be successful
1: You and I love watching Inside the NBA with with, uh, Kenny, Charles, and Shaq, and, and Ernie. Those guys are good. And one of the things Charles Barkley kept talking about, he's like, hey, your playoff guys, your best players, have to be your best players here. And Sunday, Tank wasn't one of their best players. And to me, that's where I would go and look at the focus as you start to go get ready to play the Atlanta Falcons. He was like, hey, Tank. We need 90 to be in the backfield. And yes, I know it was a new defense, and Tank referenced that. And yes, I know Jared Goff was out here getting the ball quick, get, get rid of that ball quickly. But you need 90 to show up. Alden Smith was showing up. And if Alden Smith is showing up like that, and you could get 90 to show up too. Now, Barry, you're starting to cook with some, you're cooking with some gas right there if these two guys oh, are yeah. to get there. Okay, you got that. And with what Atlanta wants to do, they want to go deep with the ball. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan had 400 yards, of pa- over 400 yards of passing uh, against Seattle on Sunday. Now, the game was out of hand when a lot of that went down, but still, they were putting the ball in the air. So if they're going to put the ball in the air and he's taking five-step drops, then you got to see 58 Alden Smith and 90 Tank Lawrence in the backfield. These guys have got to get home. And, and this is the time you put the pressure on your best players. You say, look, I need you to get better here. I need you to step up your game because defensively, I mean, I I expect this game to be a high-scoring game. I don't know about you, but I expect both teams to have at least – Four touchdowns each in this game because they have that, those kind of offenses. It's going to be who, in my opinion, who can figure out how to control the game with the clock. And if you can find a way to get the get off on third downs, because Barry third downs for the Cowboys against the Rams was atrocious nine and seventeen. Terrible. That's a recipe to get beat. That's a recipe to get beat. You got to figure out how to get off the field. And to me, that's these guys doing their job and finding a way to either knock. Matt Ryan off his spot, or go ahead and put him down with a sack.
2: I mean, I agree. And and really quick, before we have to take another break, but we we can't have two years back-to-back where our highest-paid defensive player, you know, highest-paid defensive player that the Cowboys have ever paid in history, we can't have back-to-back years where he's outplayed by the the opposite defensive end. I mean, last year, it was Robert Quinn who basically took over that mantle as the premier pass rusher. This year, it's starting off so far, it's it's looking like Alden Smith. So I'm just hoping that uh, Tank can step up his game because we cannot, as a defense, we cannot afford... Two back-to-back seasons where our premier pass rusher is only second or third best option uh, to get after the quarterback.
1: And that's just telling it like it is. That's not picking on anybody. That's just that's the expectations. Mm-mm. Now I know a whole lot of people have been wanting to jump on Jalen Smith, and a lot of people have jumped on Jalen Smith. Let me at least say this in, J- in Jalen's defense: We all thought that Leighton Vanderess was the better linebacker of the two. He was the first-round yeah. pick in his first year, making the Pro Bowl. Um, and so he goes out of the game, and they switch him back. I mean, they took Jalen out of the middle for a reason, okay? They made this switch yep. for a reason. And so now you <laughs> this back This is true. And, 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 you know, some of, the, some of the things that you didn't like to see, like that Chicago game, they were, I felt like McVay was picking on him, and, and they, ma- they were mm-hmm. making some plays against Jalen Smith, even though they said he played well. But, folks, Jalen is not tanked. And also the defensive line has got to be able to hold the point of attack and limit the other team from running the ball. 40 rushes by the Rams was too much. You have to help Jalen out. Jalen Smith is not Junior Seau. He's not Leighton Van Der Esch. He's a good player. He's not a great player and they got to help him out a little bit. He also has to uh, be better at diagnosing some plays here. But Jalen's taking a lot of heat, so Van Der Esch is out. He's going to be uh, gone six weeks. We found out yesterday Sean Lee had sports hernia surgery, so Sean Lee's going to be out six weeks. So Jalen Smith is going to be calling the plays for the for the Cowboys on Sunday. Joe Thomas is going to go in there. Look, they got warts at the position, and that's why I come back and I say, look, that's where you need to tank Lawrence to go ahead and do his thing here. They've got to help each other here. And the offense, I'll say this uh, – until the cows come home offense has got to have the football longer uh than the defense being on the field 11 and a half minutes is what the rams have the ball for longer that hurt the cowboy defense can't be out there 30 minutes barry
2: they can't not, win games not like at that. all
1: they can't they can't so it's not a for- they, they've got to help the defense
2: it, it, it's just not a formula for success i mean if you're if you're they're, they're. i just don't think having their defense out there that long this is a defense to me that's that's hungry for splash plays and they need to make those splash plays and like you said earlier the best defense in my, in my opinion for this Cowboys is the Cowboys offense staying on the field I yeah. mean they if they can if they can basically just milk that clock and just drain that Atlanta defense and, and, our, and our defense only has to stay on the field for a short amount of time I think we'll have great success but um, really quick I want to ask you a question is did they move Jalen back to middle or is he playing will even with um, LVE being out?
1: Hey man, you can't have Joe Thomas playing the middle. You know they can't. That's why you can't. Yeah, they yeah, have no, no. to. He's got. He's got. Yeah, he has to go back to the middle. You just. It would be unfair to Joe. Um, and and yeah. Will McClay talked about Luke Gifford and, and Mike McCarthy said the other, you know, the other linebackers are going to come in and basically take a lot of those snaps that Joe Thomas was doing on specials and, and try and help out that way. But look, you've got warts. And, and one of the things about coaching and the best coaches, they figure out how do we cover up the warts. And when you talk about that, I look at Bill Belichick through the years. He's done a fantastic oh, yeah. job there. So, um, but, but to protect the linebackers, the D-line has got to be better. They can't you know up the middle you you got to be able to solidify you know you got to be able to solidify the run and and not let Todd Gurley just run up the middle on you and they've got to force some third downs okay that 's one thing they weren 't doing they were losing first down all game long against the Rams the Rams had control Barry that entire football mm-hmm. game then and, and that just they cannot did. happen it cannot happen the Falcons all right, good offensive team, but they're a bad defensive team. So the Cowboys have got to take advantage of that. This, I mean, truly, this has to be a team victory on Sunday. Offense got to help the defense out. Defense can't make any mistakes. They got to clean up what they did against the Rams and be ready for this Atlanta defense. Because if you make one mistake here, you know, Julio can burn you. And when we come back, oh, yeah. let's get in. Let's get into Julio Jones and Trayvon Diggs and what Mike McCarthy had to say about the rookie corner from Alabama. You are checking out the players' announcement. with – Barry Church and Newey Scruggs. Danny McCray got the day off, and is brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at-home pickup and
3: delivery,
0: Taste the difference. Back. Back to the Players Lounge.
1: All right, Cinema Drive-Ins brings you the classic nostalgia of a drive-in movie to the star. Enjoy all the features of these timeless outdoor theaters in a safe and in- innovative uh, environment brought to you by 21st Century with the latest technologies, stunning visuals, and the latest and greatest Hollywood blockbusters. New movies are featured every weekend at the Gaylord Lot at The Star in Frisco. For details, visit com. You are checking out the Players' Lounge. We do it every Tuesday right here on DallasCowboys.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime cowboy reporter, joined by Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safety. Our boy Danny McCray has the day off here. Okay, um... The Falcons bring in three guys who had over 100 yards of receiving last week. So Julio Jones, the, the perennial all-pro. Then you got Calvin Ridley. And then they brought in another kid here. Um, and, and I think he played at LSU. So I, I hate that Danny's not here. So he can go Dude, ahead and, and oh, prop some him kids. up all day long. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he had 100. Um, Mike McCarthy says, Trayvon Diggs, the rookie from Alabama, will start for the Dallas Cowboys. And he said it's not any disrespect to Julio, but that's what they're gonna do. Here's Mike McCarthy today.
4: Well, I think the, you know, the fact you, you, you noted his wide receiver type skills, I mean, his, his, his ability to make plays on the ball is exceptional. Uh, that's something that jumps off the tape, uh, you know, going back to Alabama. Uh, but, you know, outside of his obvious, uh, you know, high skill set to play the position, the physical measurables, the thing I, that I'm so impressed with, you know, off his college tape and, and, he's, and he's brought it here to Dallas is, you know, he, he has such a patience and calmness to him when he's in coverage. And that and that breeds, you know, to me, the, the confidence that he plays with and the understanding that he plays with not only what expected of him and how he fits into the coverage scheme, but his his ability to understand route running, you know, the breaking points of, of a route, you know, the stem of a route. Uh, but he plays with, with 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 a lot of maturity uh, in, in his coverage, um, and, and and that's that's something I've been impressed with from day one. You don't see him; he doesn't panic out there. Which you know, when the inexperienced player sometimes gets in a in a tough spot, that's you know that goes back to that timing and rhythm and being in sync that you that you're always trying to uh, improve on as a football team. But he's a, he's a very confident young man.
1: That is Mike McCarthy talking about the rookie, Trey Diggs, from Alabama. Uh, thanks, Chris Rebeam, for getting that cut from us from the Mike McCarthy press conference today. So, Barry, you played in this league as a safety. You understand what corners are and what they can do. Give me a grade, and how did you feel about Diggs against the Rams week one?
2: Uh, well, Diggs against the Rams week one, I mean, it wasn't perfect. I mean, he gave up a couple catches, but... What i did love about his game is that he was always right there in coverage i mean the the receivers weren't wide open they weren't butt naked free out there just catching anything every time the quarterback threw at him it was a it was a it was a contested catch or it was an incomplete pass and what i loved about this kid coming out and what what made him in my opinion a first round pick and a second round steal for the dallas cowboys is his ability when the ball is in the air to become that receiver i mean you've heard it from him time and time again is that when that ball's in the air it's just not all the way you know just give it to the receiver it's it's my it's mine as well it's my property as well and i have just enough uh, right to it as as anybody else so and that's what i think we've struggled with as a secondary for these past couple years is just taking the ball away and going and getting the ball at the highest point and i think that's what he brings to this secondary he brings that physical nature that being able to press at the line of scrimmage. He's a bigger he's a bigger corner, kind of reminds me of that Byron Jones type build, and he can pretty much get after the bigger receivers in the league, I and mean, then he won't back down from a Julio Jones. So I think he is the perfect candidate for the secondary to kind of throw at Julio. I'm sure he won't travel with him all over the field, but I think if they throw him at Julio, it'll give him a different look. He's bigger than the other corners, and I think he can uh, bode well. Now, will he shut out Julio Jones? I don't think so by any stretch of the imagination, because I just don't think any corner in the NFL can do that right now but uh, will he have a good chance I believe so and uh, I think McCarthy is doing it right by putting him in the starting lineup and seeing what he can do against the NFL's best
1: how do they help out Trey Diggs because you don't leave a rookie one-on-one with with a premier talent like Julio Jones
2: no, you, you you can't. I mean, even if that was Jalen Ramsey out there, I'm sure they're going to do something to kind of give him help. And what the Cowboys defense, in my opinion, should do is they should at least shade a safety over there, just in the early downs, just to see where they're going, if they're going to attack him or, or how they're going to play um, digs out there. But I would have a safety shade over top of him. I would let Diggs be as as aggressive as he wants to get in the face of Julio Jones go ahead jam him up at the line of scrimmage get him off of that rhythm that he and Matt Ryan have because I think that's your best opportunity at slowing down this passing attack you have to get up in his face you have to jam him at the line of scrimmage and the reason I say have a safety shaded over there because Julio he's a big guy and he swats corners around left and right so if he's able to miss that jam you at least have a safety over the top to help him and deter the quarterback from just launching a deep throw down the sideline so to me they have to shade a safety over there they have to let digs become aggressive and pretty much just disrupt that whole rhythm that um, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones has now will it be a tall task of course it will because he's the best receiver in the game in my opinion but just shade a receiver over there just give him some help early in the downs and then maybe once or twice trickle in just some some single play but for the most part of the game I would definitely shade a safety over top of him
1: All right, what's one advantage you think the Cowboys have against the Falcons and what's one disadvantage you think the Cowboys have going against the Falcons?
2: Uh, Well, one advantage I think um, the Cowboys has, I think it has to do with the offensive line. Or not the offensive line, I think it has to do with the offense period. They have that bell cow back in the back named Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think if they're able to win those trenches offensively and get him the ball going early, get him his touches, whether that be out of the backfield as a receiver or running the ball, whichever way they can do that to grind this Atlanta defense down, I think they'll have to do. So they have to get him going in the running game early, and I think they will be able to do that. I mean, this defensive line for the Atlanta Falcons is more known for its pass rushing abilities yes the Seattle Seahawks didn't do much on the ground but that's because they had whatever they wanted in the air against Atlanta so I think for us um, it'll be the exact opposite I think Zeke should be able to eat well on this um, on this Sunday afternoon and hopefully we'll be able to get after this um, Falcons defense but the disadvantage I will say I think it's going to be just the passing attack overall of the atlanta falcons is a better one than the cowboys so i think the disadvantage is even though we might shade a safety over there to help digs out on julio jones what about the rest? I mean, they got Calvin Ridley out there. They got that kid from LSU, like you said, and really we cannot sleep on him. This is one of the better route runners in the NFL. We've seen what he did to Seattle the other day. I mean, he's making people fall left and right, and there was nobody around him for his touchdown. I mean, it was like somebody maybe 20 yards away from him, so this is an extremely dangerous receiving core, and I think that's one advantage that they do have over the Cowboys, but overall, I got to lean towards the Cowboys to get this victory on Sunday.
1: All right. So one, one week for Mike McCarthy and his new staff to, to kind of go ahead and work out the kinks here and understand what it's like. A lot of teams who had um, coaching staffs already intact had advantages. And and you look at the Cleveland Browns. They got beat 38 to six by the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. And we know the Ravens are a good team, but that's a new staff led by head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski. And and just I, that's not that's not an excuse. But at the same time, we can't act like it's not an advantage because we spoke about that, how the new coaches who didn't have all the kind of time that they need in the offseason would have some issues, and the Cowboys definitely had theirs. Speaking of the Browns, they play Cincinnati tonight. They're going to have that game in Cleveland. Both teams are 0-for-1. Uh, the Browns, six-point favorites. Who do you like and why in this game, Barry Church?
2: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Cincinnati on this one. I, you know, I like what I saw early from, uh, from Joe Burrow. I mean, he he had some rookie struggles out there, but it didn't seem like the moment was too big for him. I mean, he he went out there and I feel like he played to the best of his abilities. So. I think um, AJ Green and him will get even better as the season progresses. Um, I think they have the better running option. Now, Nick Chubb, you know, I feel like he, he is one of the better running backs in the NFL, but I think he's getting his carries eight into by Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, I don't think their running attack is as strong as just Joe Mixon by himself. Um, so that's what I'm going to lean towards. I'm going to lean towards Cincinnati. I just think the Cleveland right now is a dumpster fire, and um, I, I, I got to lean towards Cincinnati on this one. All right,
1: Cleveland's at home. Uh, Cincinnati's got to show me they can go out and win games on the road. Um, okay. So I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take the Bengals. What I want to do and see tonight is how Baker Mayfield. Responds to a bad first game, he's got to find a way to make some connection with Odell Beckham Jr. He's too good of a weapon to not put up some better numbers in Cleveland with all sorts of help around him. So can Baker Mayfield see down the football field? Because I'm getting to that point in time where if Baker Mayfield doesn't have a good year, you got to sit around here and start to ask yourself, is Baker Mayfield really the guy? He was a number one pick in the draft. And right now, I'm not seeing Baker Mayfield play to the level of what I think he could do and be for uh, for for the Cleveland Browns, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Browns. All right, I'm going to pick the Browns. Oh, I'm going to oh. say I'm going to say the Browns win at home because when you have two teams that are bad, and to me, uh, the the difference in good teams is can you win on the road. I don't know if Cincinnati can do that just yet. I think it's be a close game. These Thursday night games you played in a Barry, they turn the turnarounds are tough. The and I know. Cincinnati is not far from Cleveland because I used to live in Cleveland. I've been down in Cincinnati before so it's not like trying to fly across the country like Seattle having to go over to go over to Cleveland but still it's a one less day you've got to, to prepare here and the home team has an advantage on these Thursday games.
2: Now, you're right. The home team does have the advantage. They don't have to, to travel. They don't have to spend, uh, spend the previous night in the hotel. They get to relax and all that good stuff. But I, I tell you this much. Baker, he better do something this game because he's he's about one or two weeks away from people starting to consider gardner mitsu as a better quarterback option than him so i mean he he better do something this week if it ain't if ain't a win he got to put up huge numbers he has to get odell involved i mean he just has too many weapons out there to be this abysmal in an offense so he better get something going on or, or they're gonna start uh he's gonna start hearing the chance for putting him on the bench but we shall see
1: all right, church, good stuff. We'll get at it tomorrow. We'll have our picks for the Cowboys and Falcons. Um, we appreciate everybody part of the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com, especially our man Chris Bean, who's producing, getting everything done to make sure this show gets out here to you. I'm Newey Scruggs. Thank you for checking us out. We'll be back tomorrow right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!